Cinebuds is brought to you by Associated Bank and Pizza Man. Cinebuds, Cinebuds, two buddies talking about cinema. Hey! Hi, I'm Eddie and I'm Justin Barney. I'm Christopher Pollard from Milwaukee Film. And this is Cinebuds. Today we are talking about the new Disney movie, Luca. We just gotta stick together. We underdogs have to look out for each other, right? Underdogs! This is gonna be the Luca is Disney's newest movie. It's on Disney Plus. It's not one of those ones that you have to rent. It is for free if you pay the monthly charge of Free if you pay. Free if you pay. <laughs> but it is uh, it's streaming on Disney Plus right now. And uh, Luca takes place in Italy. Luca, our titular Luca, mm-hmm. and his friend Alberto, they are both sea monsters off of the coast of Italy who can change into human form once they break the surface. But if water gets on them, then they switch back into sea monsters. They meet up with a friend uh, in, the, in a small Italian city called Ogiulia. And uh, they race a race and kind of, you know, Pixar and Disney, they always have a kind of like big idea of what this is about. And I would say the idea of Luca is accepting people for who they are. It is not a big song and dance routine. It's not a movie that's full of like big highs and big lows. It's just kind of like a, you know, a nice little tone throughout. Christopher, what did you think of Luca? Um, I didn't care for it. Wow. Dang. I know. Hardest on animated movies. Yeah. I mean, I love animated movies. And so I have a hard line. I also have a kind of a very particular thing that I like. I like a lot of Disney, um, Pixar films. I like a lot of them. Uh, Mm -hmm. But there's, but there's definitely a solid third, I'd say, that I'm like, I just feel like you're repeating this. What's the crime against Luca for you? Started out, I mean, obviously, it's like this is this is just Little Mermaid. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's wondering about the human world, and he sees all the abandoned items from the the human world, and he's picking them up. I mean, he practically is singing that song. <laughs> it's just it's a little mermaid without the songs i i don't disagree with you yeah. i think it does hit like a ton of familiar beats i mean the little mermaid it's got like protective parents who live under the sea hello yeah. finding nemo right it's got like and also moana it, it like it hits on a lot of very familiar beats from disney i also liked it because sure. i tend to like disney pixar things i like the you know the wholesomeness i like the vibe it definitely like didn't stand out as being like this is uh you know this is top tier stuff but um i just it, it did seem just like another disney movie okay yeah plenty of disney movies it's for sure not a blockbuster or you know a game changer but i liked it we're gonna talk more about it when you get back stay tuned Support for Cinebuds comes from your membership and Associated Bank. Proud supporter of Milwaukee Film and offering support year-round through Milwaukee Film Checking. 
More about Associated Bank's commitment to the Milwaukee community at AssociatedBank.com. Member FDIC. A donation comes in many forms. A sustaining membership, a one-time gift, and even that vehicle you no longer use. Whether it's a car, truck, or boat, donating is a great way to support this station. Even if it's no longer running, your vehicle donation could be worth hundreds of dollars in support of the programming you enjoy. Get the process started today by visiting RadioMilwaukee.org slash cars. All right, and we're back. Hello, everyone. Hey, Justin, what's a Disney Pixar movie you don't like? Cars. Cars <laughs> freaking sucks. Yeah. Cars is the worst. The entire series, all of it. Cars yeah. with a bullet. Anything else? I really I just didn't want like to. Up. Oh, really? Yep. That's a surprise. That's a classic yeah. surprise. I liked Up. I thought it's a very sweet, fun movie. I thought it was. Uh, I thought it was a bit regressive for Disney. Oh. I it was a bit. Uh, <laughs> You know, let's go back to the old times when things were good. Yeah. Well, I mean, who doesn't want to do, <laughs> who doesn't want to do that once in a while? That's interesting. Um, yeah, this one for me was just sort of like meh. It was a definite meh for me. I so I think like with any you know with any Disney movie, a big thing is place setting. You know, that's yeah. That, that is kind of a, a like one of the I think like one of the highlights of a Disney movie is that you know you're going to be in a very distinct place. Uh yeah. this place is Italy in mm-hmm. uh, undefined time period, but just That's kind true. of like everything with Disney, it's like it there's elements of now and there's elements of, you know, the the past, but it's very definitely Italy. Um what do you think about the place setting? That's interesting. I actually did have a lot of thoughts about it because in one way, in in like in one vein, I, I liked that it was set in a this very almost almost stereotypically Italian place. Yeah. I liked it and didn't like it. I mean, you had a checklist like gelato, Vespas, mustaches, uh, uh, uh linguine, you know, there's like all the pasta. Yeah. yeah, pasta everywhere. Yeah. Um, the look of the the dress of the people. It's like, I don't know if that's like um, <laughs> kind of comforting and fun or if that's just like lazy. So I had very mixed feelings about it. Like it was definitely set in a place. What would have been nice if they would have like contrasted it with like the younger generation, which I guess they did with the like the little hipster Vespa yep. bad guy. Yep. Um, I don't know. It just wasn't enough for me. It was fine. I, I, I guess. think uh, I, I think like. You have to like take Disneyfication with like a grain of salt, I think. And yeah. it's like, you know, a a Disney movie is going to be a Disney movie. Like what it does is it takes the area and the thing and it like it uh you know, it it leans into its uniqueness, which yeah. you know, at its worst is caricature, you know? Yeah. And uh, I you know, I think like at you know by definition is uh, reductionism sometimes that can be really you know that can be really nice and charming because like in a world where kind of you know that is increasingly flat and everything is increasingly you know the same i think that that can offer a nice little look at like different culture and a, a different area but also 
like I hear you on it being like you know a little lazy yeah I do forget I sometimes that these are for children when I'm watching them (laughs) but it's yeah I mean I don't think I'm well uh educated enough to know (laughs) is this so is this good for kids to give them a taste of it or is it like they're smarter than this we can give them a more complicated view so i I don't know that i'm the one to answer that but i I just thought it was fine i did like that they included italian words like it's almost like a really subtle way to start teaching you (laughs) this foreign language yeah um but yeah there were some parts of it it um but also with the like it being for kids i think that's a part of it where it goes astray and where some of these movies have gone astray or not astray, but like, um, I think that they, they do know that adults are watching these and increasingly like the audience for these movies are people like me who like grew up with, you know, like watching all the like nineties Disney movies religiously and will still like watch all of these movies religiously and I think that in part of that, you know, I think a thing that has been missing from this movie and kind of like some of the past movies is that there is there are no songs. And I think that yeah. there are no songs because they, you know, and, and you know, getting into the, you know, uh, you know, making a hypothetical argument about what you think studio executive executives are thinking i think is dangerous and probably dumb but let's do it christopher actually i think it might be the easiest thing to get right but go ahead (laughs) (laughs) but i think they take the songs out because the songs are maybe annoying to some people or adults but i think that like especially this movie there was like two scenes where it was like they were just set to have a song and they just kind of like half did it and there was like a scene where there was like ready to be a song. And I was like, just make yeah. this a song. Have a song here. <laughs> Throw a song Throw in. Throw a song in. Because I, you know, I think all of the best Disney movies, is even though even the ones of the past, you know, 10 or 15 years, Frozen, Moana, they have like big killer soundtracks. And that is yeah. that is like when Disney makes their like bucks is when they when they put money into making something that has like a ton of songs and I'm kind of always surprised that they don't do that nearly as much as they used to especially when it seems to be so lucrative. Yeah, here's so here's a theory I had yesterday. Right. Uh, and then you just said something that made me that kind of highlighted it. I'm wondering if they were just like let's we got to just churn one out. It, whatever it is about you know the industry right now what if they're like no we need another one mm. for so for whatever reason because mm. what i noticed is yeah they make i do believe they make more money they get more attention when they have songs because they can always those those yeah. that soundtrack the will do hit. well they get love the they songs. can get a, a whole separate award category to submit yeah. to but then you have i was also looking at the um the animation in it which is really good in general, like for mm-hmm. a standard, you know, especially Disney Pixar, it it seems fine, except they've done so much better very recently. So the characters seemed a little simpler and like the motion of some of the th- stuff that you would see. Like when we watched Soul, we remarked on how incredible the animation, yeah. the details they get and the variety of styles. Remember, some of the characters had those 
cool line drawings, but were still really emotive. And then you had the really realistic ones. Yeah. And you see all the fur on the, on the cat, you know, that, that, that kind of thing. Yeah. There, there definitely like, wasn't like a, you remember in Coco, it's like, there is this scene where they walk into like the city of the dead and it's like, just so expansive and impressive and detailed right. and big. And there really like never is uh, a scene like, like that in this yeah. movie where there is like, no. here is this like super detailed world that you're living in. Even in the underwater world is not. Yeah. I mean, it's good. It's fine. Uh, it's just not as up to par as they usually are. So that plus the song thing, plus the fact that it's kind of a derivative plot makes me feel like they were just like, we need a cash grab. We just need to throw another one out sure. there. I, th- I think it, I mean, yeah, I can't imagine Disney meeting, needing more money, but for some reason, you know, maybe they just needed to be represented. I think there. another place where it fell short and where like some of the other Disney movies rise is having a true villain. This movie did not have a true villain. It had like, uh, a kid. It had a kid who was like kind of mean sometimes, but it is like some of the, you know, some of the best movies have like, I mean, think of like, you know, you were comparing this to Little Mermaid, like Ursula in Little Mermaid. Right. My yeah. God. You know, Scar, no, the villains like, have gotten soft. So, so the villains, <laughs> and, and I understand that like Pixar's bend is to not really like have big villains like that. So like, yeah, that's okay. And this, and it's like, and it's also okay to not have some like big slamming villain and to yeah, like soul soul didn't, I mean, it's just the circumstance they were trying to overcome, right. not so much a villain. Right. Yeah. And that is, then that is a lot more Disney's vibe. But if you're doing that, I think that you have to be saying something a little, you have to be saying something a little more clear than this movie was saying, because kind of like the, the end, uh, you know, coming out of it is that you should, uh, you know, you should accept people for who they are, which yeah. is, I don't know if they have exactly had a movie like this that where that is the central message, though it is kind of the message in many of the movies. I mean, they just did Ryan the Last Dragon, and that was like, that's pretty central to that message. And it is, you know it's pretty central to a lot of the the messages throughout Disney. So it's, it's not exactly a thing that they haven't said before, which I think some of the, some of the big ones like conceptually are, are, are really saying something in a way that they haven't said it before or a message that they haven't. I understand they're like, you know, going on a hundred years of making movies and you're, you know, you could be running out of wholesome, yeah. nice things to say. Speaking of wholesome, I did notice in the first I'd say 10 minutes of the movie, he mentions death like three times. And I believe the word murder is used. <laughs> and I just keep, he's like telling a story. It's like he found it and they were dead. And I was like, what? This is starting out starting very casu- casual, casual mentions of they death all, and murder. They also did start with, uh, to these two old Italian men on a little rowboat and uh, they yeah. have a record player. And I was like, oh man, a record player on a rowboat is like wonderfully yeah. dumb. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, that's the most it's like, it's like anxiety driven situation <laughs> yeah. I can think of is an old fashioned Victrola yes. on a rowboat. Yes. It was like, you know, you are asking for trouble yeah beautifully impractical <laughs> yeah. uh i do think like there was the 
the dramatic tension of being found out as sea monsters, I think that worked in its favor. I think that that was, I think that was a thing that, you know, that propelled a lot of tension in the plot being like, are they going to be found out or how is this going to play out? And I think that there were some moments where, uh, where it really hit. There was like, there was at least, you know, one moment between, uh, between the friends where I was really shocked. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so, there's a good, yeah, there's a good, a couple of good bits. I will say there was one moment I did laugh out loud at. Oh, I know what you're hitting at. And I was, about, Do you really? I was about to bring it up. Yes. Oh, I wonder if it's the same one. Cause I don't know if it is. You want me to oh, go? I first? Wanna know. Yeah. You go first. <laughs> I think the star of this show was yeah. the uncle from the deep sea. Oh, I did like that too, but that wasn't what I was thinking. Oh, of. okay. Yes. Continue, but continue. Yeah. The like, you know, also Disney is like really great at having sidekicks. And I think like sidekicks are a big part of uh, Disney movie culture. And uh, there like really wasn't a sidekick really at all. And the closest yeah. thing you could have to a sidekick in this movie was they had an uncle who is from the deep sea who you can kind of like see through his body and you have to like punch his heart in order for him to continue. <laughs> and he's played by Sasha Baron Cohen, who just like delivers the lines so in a way that is like so wandering and not precise that it is just like so so like perfectly distant i i thought that that character was so funny and i wanted uh i wanted more of that character but i think that's what's good yeah. like a character like that is like they leave you wanting more i thought he was really truly funny i would love for uh, the only, I think it was too little of him, though. It was one scene. It was essentially it was one, one scene. scene. Um, it also, like, in a Pixar movie, there's always, like, something at the end after the credits, and he comes back after the credits in a, a scene that is very, very funny. Oh, I did miss that. You so should go, go back because it is yeah, very funny. Away. But I did like the fact that he was, I believe, an anglerfish. Is yeah. that the one that had yeah, the yeah, light yeah. on the end? Yeah. yeah. And his eyes never were in the same place. And, yeah, you, you stopped talking because his heart stopped and you had to punch him in the heart. Yeah. <laughs> that was pretty funny. That was good. But I will say my favorite, the thing I laughed a lot was towards the beginning where uh, Luca shares a room with his grandmother mm-hmm. and he, he comes home oh, and he like, funny. he talks to her because she sleeps with her eyes open, which yeah. is already funny. Yeah. And then he realizes that she's asleep because she like coughs or sneezes and uh, like, shakes and explodes in a way that i was very surprised by it was just very physically funny and Mm -hmm. just the fact that she's sleeping with her eyes open made me laugh that was a really good scene yeah but yeah there wasn't a ton of like and usually those movies like i say i'm I'm chuckling like crazy yeah i can't it it, i think it suffers from how recently soul came out because that's all i can think about is comparing it to soul which was brilliant yeah, but I think that's like my, that's my problem. That's my problem. I, I mean, Disney has been releasing like a movie a year for you know the past thirty years. I mean, it's not. Yeah. It's not like they have suddenly rushed into like making yeah. a ton of these. I mean, they they so, are just on schedule for one a year. It's kind of what they do. I feel like they they not been doing. Or they've more been doing like once in, every six months. I feel like they've been doing more, but I sometimes can't distinguish between what's a Disney film and what is just uh, what, what else a DreamWorks or whatever like that. Yeah. So true. sometimes I, I'm not looking real hard at which is which. Um, so yeah, I'll have to look, it'd be great to look at a list of them and see it, but um, 
Yeah, the soul, I, uh, soul, I just like so much. Yeah, I, I would say that, like, in the pantheon of, you know, I, and I think that's also, like, a problem with Disney and B- the Pixar movies. It's like, it, it, you know, right away when they started with, like, Toy Story and then we're just, like, on hit after hit after hit on that right. like, little golden era. Um, it was, like, exciting because they were all so good and you could compare them all to each other and they were all so new and they were all so different. And we're just, like, at a point with Pixar where yeah. it's just, like, you know, the the point of comparing them to each other, I think, is, like, getting a little lost, but we all still feel like we have to compare them to each other. And mm-hmm. it's hard to, like, take it on its own and they've already all said so many things. It's hard to, like... There's a, there's been yeah. of them right now, you know. It's it, you, it, people, if you watch a lot of movies, it there's always those pitfalls. Like I always mm-hmm. say, low expectations are better. Mm-hmm. But but then compare, you know, it's inevitable that you compare it to a very similar film that you've seen recently, or just anything that's familiar. That's like when you see the familiar aspects of Little Mermaid in it, you're immediately like, well, this is no Little Mermaid. So it's right. very difficult. And it's like a lot. Like I thought. Uh, it had a lot of Finding Nemo and Moana in it, and it was like, you, right. know, you know, same thing there. Yeah, look, it's on Disney Plus. Watch it uh, if you want to. I, I think they, I think it was a good one to have low expectations for because it was, you know, I do it's too. streaming. It's perfectly pleasant. Your kids will probably like it because it's bright. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there are many colors. Most of them are blue. <laughs> okay, Christopher, do you want to talk about? Uh, what else have you been watching? You want to both hit what? like one one thing that we've been watching? Yes, and I think you should go first. You think I should go first? Okay. I do. Uh, on Hulu, I watched the WeWork documentary. Did you see it? Have I don't know that. Okay. No. I, th- I feel like it was like a, a, a little bit buzzy. Um, yeah. Uh, they're, uh, on Hulu, your favorite movie platform. <laughs> yeah. There is a, there's a documentary about WeWork, the office sharing... Um, I don't want to, I was going to say app, but it's like a platform, but it was really like a, a really like a, a tech juggernaut. Are you familiar? I'm not, not at all. But you're not familiar I'm with looking WeWork at, it at right all? Now. No, we, all this, I'm looking at the synopsis right now and I'm like, I don't know what any of this is. Yeah. So I guess it's like, it started in New York as like an office sharing kind of thing where the, yeah. the idea is like this, 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 the leader in the, like the WeWork documentary, it's really kind of like centrally about the cult of personality and kind of like particular the cult of personality in tech, you know, where there, you know, was this moment where like there's like Steve Jobs and there's Bill Gates. And we kind of like look at these like visionaries and kind of like how culty that can be. And this yeah. was like just about as close to like a tech cult as maybe there ever has been. And so this guy, he was like raised on a kibbutz. And so his like, you know, his whole thing was like, oh, we've had the iPhone for the past 20 years. It's all been I, I, I in tech. Um, we want to be we. And we want to have like a communitive living and a, a communal atmosphere. And it's all about we. And so that you know it was a bunch of people that were like yeah that is a great idea you're really you're onto something there community is good and uh it uh it was kind of like how this man kind of singularly built this cult this cult of personality that got people to like buy into we work which is essentially like a an office sharing thing which is like we work yeah. like has the building and then it's for people that are that work like remotely 
or work or are freelancers or gig workers and are working at home, there's a place that you can go where kind of like everybody is at and it kind of just by the idea itself, you're you're mingling with other people. There's a communal atmosphere to it. It is like really and has a sense of collaboration and working together and uh, that kind of like collective atmosphere you know that and and you like you rent the space from we work you like you you know okay. pay to work there and uh it, it was like how this guy just like had this idea and people really liked it and then he just like kept on building and building and people kept on telling him that he was great and it got bigger and bigger and uh, uh you know eventually out of control and yeah. it was and it was really 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 great it was a really really well done documentary about like the dangers of the cult of personality especially in tech of kind of like buying into a bunch of hot air um it was i think i think that you would like it a lot yeah i mean it is there's so it's interesting right now because there's so many docs and movies about like like murder mysteries and cults and things like that. But this is an interesting version yeah. of it. It's not the same crew that you're usually exposed yeah, to. Yeah, definitely not because it's not a it's not a cult and it's and it's like it's not like really one of those. It's it's like in the traditional in sense. In the traditional yeah. sense, yeah. And it's like yeah. it's more so about about like tech and about uh business and technology and capitalism. But then yeah. also it's like, it's like WeWork is like such an, and it gave me, it, like I had was like, had, had so many like big thoughts about this because it is like this real intersection of like capitalism meets community, you know? And, uh, and it's like capitalism does community essentially. Yeah. And uh, it was, it had, it's, it's, it's prime for a lot of like big thoughts and ideas. That's interesting. So, I mean, this might be a spoiler, so you don't have to answer yeah. this. But my question is: Does it end up being like a positive thing that they've created, or a or a negative, weird, dark thing? No, oh, negative, weird, dark thing. Okay, that's what I was. That's what I was. <laughs> it, like WeWork is kind of like back in, you know, and this is all like, you know, I feel like I knew this going in that WeWork was like a big thing, and then I knew that like something happened, and uh, they are. You know, I, I think they might have IPO'd or, you know, they're back in like some capacity, but yeah. it's not the like, you know, it was like a, you know, $15 billion company or something like that. Oh, that's interesting. Maybe even more, but yeah. All right. That sounds good. Yeah. What did you watch? So I'm going to divert pretty wide from what did we watch? Okay. And I'm going to do, where did I go? Oh, Yeah. <laughs> So I'm going to review instead of a movie, a city. Oh, I love this. So I went home. I went to, uh, I'm from Missouri. Yeah. I went to see my folks. I hadn't seen them in like a year and a half. Yeah. Pre, you know, COVID, whatnot. So it was really nice <clears throat> to see them. We celebrated Father's Day, Mother's Day, and their 65th wedding anniversary. What? Yeah. S wedding I, I anniversary? <laughs> Did I say sweating? No, that is just that is. I mean, it's funny because St. Louis, St. Louis, you could have a sweating anniversary because <laughs> it was a hundred and one degrees on one day. Wow! Um, no, it was their sixty fifth wedding anniversary. They got married young, and I am a change of life baby, as they call it, a oh. special surprise. Oh, wow. Special surprise, a change of life baby. <clears throat> I never heard that. <laughs> it means 
you're too old to have a kid <laughs> and yet you had a kid so yeah my parents are in their mid 80s now so but yeah they got married when they're like 20 and 19 respectively and so oh it was lovely but we uh, i took my girlfriend and we i showed her st louis who which as uh, any cinebuds historian will know mm. i often uh, shit on because <laughs> I, I don't like that city and i don't i'm not saying my idea has totally changed i'm not a big fan of st louis overall however we had such a great time and i was reintroduced to things that i haven't oh that's awesome uh experienced since i was a kid can you just can so, you just like hit me with some reasons why you hate yeah. st louis just oh just, well, I hate, yeah, yeah just some softballs you know well easy ones politically it's bullshit uh, it's a very dangerous city, but, uh, in certain parts, it's very crime ridden, but, uh, there's a lot of good reasons that it's crime ridden C A on the list <laughs> for why B is happening. Um, it's a, it's a, yeah, the, the, the people who run that city are, are garbage. There's, it's kind of exciting. There's some new, new blood coming in that could, that there's some hope there, but anyway, that also when I was there culturally, it was kind of stale, uh, architecturally, like the houses are really boring. I mean, I could go on and yeah. on, uh, but the top number one with a bullet, uh, is four months of the year. It's like you're living on the surface of the sun. It is so hot and humid in that city. And I, it's grossed me out. And one day, well, I'd say the hottest day we decided to go out and do a bunch of stuff outdoors, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I will, we hit the zoo. Drenched. Yeah. Uh, Forest Park is uh, a huge park in St. Louis, designed by the same guy who designed uh, Central Park. Oh. It's a beautiful park. Is that Frederick and in Law it, Olmsted? Yes. Wow. Did you just look that up? No, I just pulled that, that out of my hat. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty good. I was like, that's fast Googling if you did Google <laughs> no, it. It's the brain. <laughs> Within the park houses like the zoo, um, a history museum, the art museum. Uh, there's like a little uh, the Grand Basin, which is like a pool you can boat in, but it's surrounded by this concrete, beautiful lip. Um, anyway, beautiful park. Went to the zoo, which is free there. Awesome, and it's one of the nicest zoos I've ever been really? to. Really, totally, better don't than the Milwaukee I, Zoo. I mean, God bless Milwaukee Zoo. I've been to you twice this year, but this is way better really? than Milwaukee Zoo. Yeah, it's stunning. There's like a little park in the midst of it. The buildings like the Ape House and the Reptile House are just ornate, incredibly ornate. There's a very disturbing um, statue that if you were friends with me on Instagram, I just posted. Oh, I saw that. (laughs) I just posted last night. That I cannot explain why they thought. I was wondering where that was. I I cannot explain why they thought that that was uh, an okay statue to have. uh, But there it was. Anyway beautiful beautiful zoo um that's a good idea we for went like a to the, yeah we went to the art museum which has a new contemporary annex and overlooking art the museum. art museum is the grand basin and it's stunning and then lastly we went to the botanical gardens there which has 79 acres wow which is so big and we went in i'm like yeah we'll tool around real quick i thought it was just this dome i saw this dome i'm like oh, i think that's essentially it no that's not even a fraction of it it's one of the most beautiful parks and, you know, that I've ever seen. Wow. Anyway, had a great time. So all the years of really defaming St. Louis, I mean, it's been made up uh, for a little bit. He's by taking them all back. I mean, he's he's ta- all he back. takes back everything I that he's take, ever said. Do you hear that, St. Louis? Back, 
I take back, take back 3% of what I've said about you in the past. Um, but yeah, it was, it was really nice. It was, there's some really cool stuff. there. The record has been adjusted. Yeah. I think that everyone should abandon the city for four months of the year and then come back. Because <laughs> it is too hot to exist. But First of all, you put an idea in my head of taking a day trip down to St. Louis to go to the zoo. And I think if that will do, probably have to happen at some point. Let me, I'll give you a list. Also check out Ted Drew's. That's like a big deal in St. Louis. Ted Drew's frozen custard. Oh yeah. They got a good bookstore there. Um, we used to, I just went to one that used to be really great. I won't say it. Uh, you hate to say it. And then they moved and I thought it was going to be better Uh, and it was boring. uh, Uh, left. I have not been back to left bank books. Left bank books is a really cool store. So hopefully it's still a really cool store there. All right. You get a review of the city. We haven't done that. I'm going to I know. I'm going to Portland next week, so maybe I'll do. Oh a, yeah, we'll do that. That's to be perfect. A little review of that. Yeah. All right. Well, this has been Cinebuds. Cinebuds is edited by DJ Kenny Perez. DJ Kenny Perez. Uh, we get handcrafted sonic inspiration from the License Lab. Oh, bubble, bubble. That's a that's a beaker. We. That's a, <laughs> when you say lab, I say beaker. Our theme song is from Milwaukee musician Brett Newski. The Newsk. Who just released a book this week. Yeah. Called How to Be a Person. It's uh, You can get it at Lion's Tooth. He's a renaissance man. He's a renaissance man. We did an interview on the radio, and uh, before playing songs from the album, I played the Cinnabuds theme song, and it was awesome. Oh, <laughs> that's great. <laughs> Uh, and we get uh, we get support from Associated Bank and Pizza Man. Love both of you. And thank you to all members of 89 Radio Milwaukee and Milwaukee Film. I love all one million of you. And finally, the man from Missouri himself. <laughs> thank you, Christopher Pollard. Oh, that's a surprise. It could have been John, John Hamm. Is he He's from, from St. Louis. He's from St. Louis. Wow. You know who else? Who else? John Hamm, Brad Pitt. Christopher Pollard. Those what are the three. The hell? Those are the three exports. The from most Missouri. handsome man club. Yeah. All we've, from Missouri. We formed the board of directors of the Handsome Man Club. Wow. All yeah. right. Pretty good. Well, thank you. <laughs>